Just wrapping up a, a, I don't know, four, five minutes address from the White House regarding the banking system, uh, telling Americans, that be rest assured that the U.S. banking system is safe, which makes me feel a little less secure. Uh, Biden's track record of... What he calls a success, what he calls safe, what he, he, I mean, it's just not real good. Whether it's dealing with the, the border situation, the supply chain situation, the baby formula situation, the spy balloon situation, things that are going on with China and Russia. Uh, you go down the list and uh, Afghanistan. I mean, this is a guy who still to this day claims Afghanistan was one of the greatest military successes we've ever experienced. <laughs> so when that guy comes out and say, hey, don't worry. In my expert opinion. The banking system in the United States is fine. It's secure. I, yeah. I, maybe it is. Biden's track record, however, it's pretty consistent, just consistently wrong. He is damned if you do, damned if you don't. We are, as Americans, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because on one hand, this is yet another issue that he he clearly had to address, the the collapse of this um, Silicon Valley bank. People are asking questions about why was this not caught? Why did regulators not see that this was going to occur? There are also questions about whether or not that financial institution was ultimately looking out as the number one priority for the the consumer's dollars as opposed to being an entity that was more or at least to some degree focused instead of the the you know the the security of those dollars in those accounts ESG apparently this is a bank that was pretty proactive in looking towards ways of investment that were not about the best investment possible, but instead putting dollars into things that were environmental social governance as a priority. And if that is the case, on one hand, as long as I suppose everybody's on the same page and recognizes that that. Being financially secure is not the number one priority of this institution, but instead Democrat activism is, and that is a risk I am willing to take, then so be it. But I highly suspect that many of these individuals or businesses that had their money tied up in this financial institution probably wasn't aware that their dollar, the security of their money was not potentially the top priority, but Democrat activism was. 
we we've talked about and and boy the the timing of this if that is a significant component is pretty significant because the very first piece of legislation in the 118th Congress a joint resolution one piece of legislation has passed and that is overturning a directive by President Biden that told these fiduciaries that that the the investment the the dollar the security of the dollar of your clients and customers does not have to be your number one priority if you are putting it into democrat causes and McCarthy a speaker of the house passed legislation that would undo that and say, no, if somebody's giving you money for the purpose of their retirement, for investing, that has to be the number one priority. Not using it for left-wing causes. Despite the fact that Democrats control the Senate, there were two senators, one of them being Manchin, that are Democrats that voted with Republicans. And so that legislation is going to go to Joe Biden's desk. He's probably going to veto it. But this, the collapse of this bank, and if it becomes apparent that they were more focused on wokeness, more focused on left-wing causes as opposed to, again, the security of those accounts that might make it politically a little more difficult for Joe Biden to pretend as if this isn't some sort of issue that we need to concern ourselves with and veto that legislation. But in the meantime, he has come out and said, don't worry, folks, everything is just fine. Take that, given the messenger. In whichever way that you feel is most appropriate. Uh, Jason Rima is with our latest news update. Continuing coverage. One police officer is dead. A second is in serious condition after a shooting last night at a convenience store in Herman, Missouri. Police say Detective Sergeant Mason Griffin died from his injuries. A second officer is in serious but stable condition. The Highway Patrol says 35-year-old Kenneth Lee Simpson shot the officers last night around 9.15 at the Casey's Convenience Store and then went to a home across the street and barricaded himself inside. There's one subject shot in the head, believe the LEO. Also another subject shot in the chest, and the suspect may have left the scene. That sound from Broadcastify. Herman is located on the Missouri River, east of Jefferson City. A shooting at a downtown Springfield parking garage Saturday night leaves one person wounded and one in custody. Police say that shooting happened at the HERS building parking garage. The victim's injuries are not life-threatening. And Springfield police investigating a shooting at the get-and-go convenience store at Battlefield in Jefferson. That happened Sunday afternoon. Police are still looking for the shooter. I'm Jason Rima, Springfield Stock 1041. First alert forecast, sunny 40 for a high today. Tonight, clear 21, sunny 50 tomorrow, Wednesday, sunny with a high of 61. There is a chance of afternoon showers on Thursday with a high of 62. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Here we go. On the American Transmissions Talk and Text Line, someone noted that Biden blamed the previous administration for the collapse of the Silicon Valley Bank. I... 
I was visually able to see it, but I was doing a few other things, so I wasn't able to hear what it was that he said. But I, I we even joked, do we not? Like, he's probably going to blame yeah, Trump. That's always the answer. So it would not surprise me. That, I mean, everything, I, everything bad that happens is Trump's fault, to which I, of course, say, why were you then running for president? You did not say, by the way, if I get elected president, all of these horrible things are going to continue to happen because of Trump, but I'll let you know. No, you said you were going to make things better. That's why that's why a person runs. I do not recall the Democratic National Convention acceptance speech by Joe Biden being one in which he declared, just so you know, even if I'm elected, things are going to go. They're going to get worse, uh, but it won't be my fault. Was that was that was that part of it? You must have missed that. portion. I guess I did miss it. I must have Sarah Myers, everyone. Thank you. Well, it can be incredibly frustrating when something unexpectedly breaks in your home. And that's why I tell you about my friends over at Beatles Property Maintenance for all of those unexpected home repairs that may pop up. Now, Beatles is spelled B-E-A-D-L-E-S. And Bruce and his team, they have been serving the Springfield community for over a decade now. They're locally owned, family owned, and just all around good folks. Now, Beatles, they do a variety of home repairs and maintenance. They can do electrical work, plumbing, deck work, and even bathroom remodels. So whether you have an unexpected big repair that needs to be tackled or you're kind of like me and you have just a list of smaller maintenance items that you just haven't had time to do, Beatles is the company that I recommend for all of those items. Now you can find all of the contact information for Bruce and the Beatles property maintenance team under the Sarah's endorsements tab at ksgf.com. The Senate unanimously voted to declassify intelligence related to the origins of COVID-19 on March 1st. It was the COVID-19 Origin Act of 2023. It was introduced by Republican Senator Josh Hawley, Mike Braun, after an official report from the Energy Department concluded that the COVID-19 virus came from a lab leak. Now... Fauci is the guy who's real late to the game here. As you may recall, when reasonable questions came about regarding the lab that happened to be in the same part of the planet in which the outbreak began, some intelligent people say, well, huh. I mean, couldn't it be that? But Fauci and his followers trashed all over anyone who even suggested such a thing. Social media outlets banned you from even asking the question. I saw Jimmy Kimmel, who's a smug little mouthpiece for the left. They're all trying to rewrite history here. And he had, during one of his monologues, talking about this, the, the recognition, the increased number of departments that are saying, well, maybe it was a lab leak. Claiming that, that doesn't mean that, I mean, hey, we, we never said that it wasn't a lab leak, but we just, we just don't know. No, the people 
who were talking about a potential lab leak were the ones that were saying, we don't know for sure. You can't, we don't know that it was a bat or uh, from a marketplace or a researcher, or we need to look at every potential scenario. And one of those scenarios might be involving a lab at ground zero that does gain a function research. The so-called experts of science are now agreeing with those of us that they called tinfoil hat wearers, that they called racist. They claimed, remember, they, uh, you asking such questions are why Asian people get beat up in the streets. This is how far and absurd they went, claiming that talking about the potential of it leaking from a lab was leading to anti-Asian violence. Now those same people are portraying themselves as, no, no, I mean, we're open-minded about this. No, we were just simply saying, you, we don't know for sure it's a lab. There's no proof of that, but we never claimed it was impossible. Uh, yeah, you did. And you did everything you could to shut people down up to and including sending messages to social media sites like Facebook, telling them to censor that information and accusing you of being responsible for Asian hate crimes. That is the level of absurdity we were dealing with with people on the left. Fauci is on CNN and and you know Fauci has to at this point acknowledge that it's at least possible it came from a lab. But the presentation is one as if this really isn't that big of a deal. It you know it, it, it's much ado about nothing, but he was asked, "Well, how how could this? What what does this look like? What does a lab leak? What could have caused a lab leak?" A lab leak could be that someone was out in the wild maybe looking for different types of viruses and bats, got infected, went into a lab, and was being studied in a lab, and then it came out of the lab. But if that's the definition of a lab leak, Jim, then that still is a natural occurrence. Now, listen to how he's trying to twist himself into not acknowledging that he was spreading disinformation. He And for a guy who claimed that the original discussion about a lab leak was completely and totally unfounded, no evidence whatsoever, now wants you to believe without any evidence whatsoever, none, that what could have happened is there was a researcher out there uh, and, uh, you know, doing this research uh, and and got bit by a bat. And somehow that COVID jumped from the bat to the human, though that's never really happened before, ever. Coincidentally, and then coincidentally, the one lab that the then infected for the first time jumping from animal to human COVID-19 went into the one lab where that gain-of-function research was being, was being researched, where it was occurring. 
And then he came back out of the lab and spread it. And so, I mean, that could be a lab. Do you know how absurd this is? So what he's trying to do is make it appear as if he's not wrong. That even if it is a lab leak, it's still the the lab uh, component came into play because somebody got it from a bat that went in there and then walked back out. I mean, th- to call that a reach is embarrassing. And that th- this is what Fauci has reduced himself to. These absurd, nutty explanations as to how he could still be right about it being a natural occurrence, even though it was a lab leak at the same time. It, it's an absolute embarrassment. I, at this point... Fauci coming on national television and explaining that his his uh, natural occurrence explanation is still consistent with a potential lab leak is like watching O.J. Simpson on national television offering a reward to anyone who finds the real killer of Nicole Brown Simpson. It's I, it, I, OK. All right. Sure. This is the guy that we were all told, in his own words, is science. Springfield's Talk 1041 is always just an app away. Download the KSGF app and listen live or catch what you missed on KSGF Mornings with Nick. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. We're play, uh, some of the audio. The president spoke just about 27 minutes ago for just a brief amount of time from the White House. He shuffled his way out in order to make a statement regarding the uh, collapse of the Silicon Valley Bank. I, I imagine this is just <laughs> there have been way too many crises that he has tried to avoid. And I suspect they're like, let's just get out there and say something. We cannot have you not address this. There's just been way too many. You ignore the border, uh, ignore the spy balloon thing for as long as you could. You, sw- you know, it's just one thing after another, pretending as if it's not a problem. You've got to get out there. And here's some of what he had to say. And here are the highlights. First, all customers who had deposits in these banks can rest assured. I want to rest assured they'll be protected and they'll have access to their money as of today. That includes small businesses across the country that bank there and need to make payroll, pay their bills, and stay open for business. No losses will be, and I want this is an important point, no losses will be borne by the taxpayers. Let me repeat that. No losses will be borne by the taxpayers. Instead, the money will come from the fees that banks pay into the deposit insurance fund because of the actions of that, because of the actions that our regulators already taken, every American should feel confident that their deposits will be there if and when they need them. Second, the management of these banks will be fired. If the bank is taken over by FDIC, the people running the bank should not work there anymore. Third, investors in the banks will not be protected. They knowingly took a risk, and when the risk didn't pay off, investors lose their money. That's how capitalism works. And fourth, there are important questions of how these banks got into the circumstance in the first place. We must get the full accounting of what happened and why those responsible can be held accountable. 
In my administration, no one, in my no one is above the law. <laughs> and finally, we must reduce the risk of this happening again. During the Obama-Biden administration, we put in place tough requirements on banks like Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, including the Dodd-Frank law to make sure that the crisis we saw in 2008 would not happen again. Unfortunately, the last administration rolled back some of these requirements. Mm, yep. I'm going to ask Trump's Congress fault. and the banking regulators to strengthen the rules for banks to make it less likely this kind of bank failure would happen again and to protect American jobs and small businesses. Look, the bottom line is this. Americans can rest assured that our banking system is safe. Your deposits are safe. Let me also assure you, we will not stop at this. We'll do whatever is needed on top of all this. Let's also take a look a moment to put the situation in a broader context. We've made strong economic progress in the past two years. We've created more than 12 million new jobs. More jobs in two years than any president has ever created in a single four-year term. Unemployment is below 4% for 14 straight months. Take-home pay for workers is going up, especially for lower- and middle-income workers. And we've seen record numbers of people apply to start new businesses, more than 10 million of them, more than 10 million applications over the last two years starting businesses. Now we need to keep the program, this progress, going. That's what swift action that my administration over the past few years is all about. Protecting depositors, protecting the banking system, protecting the economic gains we've made together for the American people. Thank you. God bless you. And may God protect our troops. See you in California. Mr. President, what do you know right now about why this happened? And can you assure Americans that there won't be a ripple effect? All right. And then he shuffled away. Uh, now, a couple of things here. This gaslighting, if you will, which is a term that has become so synonymous with this administration that everyone's take-home pay is going up. Listen, numbers are oftentimes irrelevant. It's the power of the number. If you have a 6% raise, but inflation is 12%, you have a pay cut. That is what has happened to Americans. But, of course, most of us already know this. And then, again, the absurd, we created 12 million jobs, more than any other administration has in their first year. Yeah, when you tell 12 million people you can't come to work, the government is forcing your company to not allow you to come to work, and then you do allow those people to come back to work. It's not really creating a job. You're simply going back to the way it was before. You caused all of those people to lose jobs as a government entity. That is not the creation of jobs. Two of the statements he made that I want to touch on. One, that the people who are responsible for these this outcome, though fully acknowledging they don't know what caused the outcome, they will be fired. Also noting that people who lost their investments, they will not be bailed out by the taxpayers because it's a risk and that's capitalism. That's what you do. It's, you know, it's a risk. I want to just touch on those two things coming up. We've got a traffic update now. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. All our building company, O-L-L-E-R. Need a new home, downsizing, upsizing, whatever it may be, but you don't want to do any of the remodeling. You don't like to remodel. You've done that. 
You want it to be the way you want it from day one. That's where Aller Building Company comes into place. New showroom floor in Ozark. Depending on how decisive you are, anywhere from two hours to as much time as you want to take. To make that house a home with the the color schemes and the texture schemes and the, the fixtures and all of those things that you would normally find yourself remodeling in a home that you purchase from someone else, but you don't have to do that. You can pick it all out on the showroom floor. Again, I've, I've had people take care of it all within a two-hour period of time. Then day one, you walk in, your home, brand new, that's the way you want it. It is, it's, it's your dream home. Aller Building Company, O-L-L-E-R. First alert forecast, sunny 40 for a high today, clear tonight 21, 50 tomorrow, 61 on Wednesday, and then afternoon showers on Thursday with a high of 62. President Biden spoke about 37 minutes ago, just for a few moments, took no questions regarding the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank. Now, on one hand, and this is pretty typical, I would say, for the administration, he says they don't know what caused it. They're going to get to the bottom of what caused it, but... The people who are managing it are going to be fired, even though at this point they don't know what what caused it. What what sort of were there decisions that were made? Was this something that was seen by some but not by others? But nonetheless, you're just going to fire. And there are many who would argue that's what should happen because, regardless, these are the people in charge. However, what an what an interesting standard for the Biden administration to hold. For those who are in charge of Silicon Valley Bank. The standard that if you do not perform in an acceptable manner, you lose your jobs. Would that not be a great standard to see applied to his administration? Would that not be a fantastic standard to apply to Afghanistan's withdrawal? Withdrawal of Afghanistan, which, by the way, last week, a whistleblower within the military said they were told there is a suicide bomber in this crowd and they were denied the green light to take him out. You may have missed that testimony. I suspect it wasn't carried very heavily by the legacy media outlets. They knew that there was a suicide bomber that was going to attempt to blow up as many people as possible at the airport. They had a description. They identified him in the crowd and asked for permission to take out that suicide bomber, and they were denied that permission. And, of course, we would lose American service persons because of it, and a number of Afghanis lost their lives because of it. No one lost their job. Let's not forget the drone. Remember the brilliant drone uh, that uh, that uh, just within, I think, 24 hours of everything falling down around the world in, in Afghanistan, and it was becoming very, very clear that this was a disastrous pullout, and there was a jo- drone strike. And the administration was out there saying, ah, see, we still have the intelligence. We don't need people on the ground because we're showing that by taking out this terrorist with this drone strike, that we still have the capabilities to keep things secure there when needed. And it turned out it was like a station wagon filled with kids or volunteers or something. 
Wouldn't it be great if the Biden administration had the same standard for Silicon Valley Bank that all of the people in charge, because they failed, they're going to lose their jobs, if that same standard were applied at our border? Or in Ohio, Pete Buttigieg, anyone? Has there been a single thing that that guy has done that could be labeled anything other than a failure in response? And I'm not talking about the incidents themselves. He's not to blame for a train derailment, but the the embarrassing response as a person who is in his position for all of the, whether it's airplanes, trains, electric bicycles, apparently, are even... A, a, read the story earlier this morning that one uh these uh battery-operated bicycles, which he seems to love, they're, they're killing people in New York City alone. Over, I think it was a dozen people or eight people, 12 people that have been killed since 2022. Several hundred injured in fires. This standard that Joe Biden has announced to Make sure the American people understand that this sort of failure is unacceptable. He then also declares that investors will not be getting the money back that they lost because they knew the risks of investing. Well, now... Wait a minute here. This seems to be attempting to have it both ways. On one hand, you claim that the people who are in charge, the decision makers at Silicon Valley Bank, were operating in a manner that was so unacceptable they will be fired. But on the other hand, you're claiming investors should have been aware of the risk. But if... The risks weren't the traditional investment risks. You're signaling on one hand by the declaration that all these people are going to lose their jobs, that they were doing something wrong. Well, that's not a standard accepted risk that a person who makes an investment makes, right? So either this is par for the course in a capitalist system, Or it is not. But the messaging here appears to be this is not standard procedure. This is not the the normal financial uh, risk that people take when it comes to the folks running the bank. Because they're all evidently going to get the boot. But when it comes to the investors themselves, you are supposed to expect this? Well, which is it? His notation, aside from that contradiction, that people making investments with this bank understood the risk needs to be explored. Because again, if we are talking about individual investors who were under the impression that their dollar the safety of their dollar, the growth of their dollar and their investment that was the number one priority, the financial security, and instead that was not the number one priority, and instead of investing those dollars in places that they felt 
as an institution, were the most likely places for the dollars to be kept safe, sound, and even grow, but instead were using it for ESG stuff. If instead they were using it to invest in left-wing activism, if the investors did not know that, See, I think that this is where there could be some political implications here. Because, it, and we don't know, but time will tell if that is, if you have some of these investors that come forward and say, I was not under the impression that my dollars were being used to invest in businesses that push left-wing causes. I was under the impression that my dollars were going to be invested in a way that was going to get me the best return possible. So this is fraud, essentially. That's going to put a whole new uh, evaluation, or at least it should, on things. But time will tell. Perhaps. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Hey everyone, it's Sarah Myers. Hey, that's me. Well, since spring is right around the corner, right now is a great time to start thinking about your roof. Uh, if you haven't had a roof inspection in a while, right now is a good time to schedule one. And if you find yourself needing a roof repair or you are in the market for a whole new roof, I highly recommend my friends over at the Pyramid Roofing Company. Now, Josh and his team over at the Pyramid Roofing Company, they are top-notch individuals and they make the process incredibly simple. I love simplicity. Like, I I just I enjoy that. And if that is something that you enjoy as well, uh, well, then look no further than the Pyramid Roofing Company. They'll come out, they'll get on your roof, take tons of photos and videos and show you exactly what is going on. And they won't try to upsell you or use any scare tactics. They'll let you know, hey, you need a roof repair or, hey, it's time to start thinking about getting a whole new roof. Either way, the Pyramid Roofing Company, they will get you on their books and they'll make sure that your roof is in tip-top shape. Now, you can find all of the contact information for the Pyramid Roofing Company at ksgf.com under the Sarah's Endorsements tab. Democratic Party icon Naomi Wolf has apologized to conservatives after release of some of the January 6th footage. In almost rhetorical fashion, the question often arises, where is the apology? Well, here is one. The Democratic Party icon penned an essay apologizing to conservatives for her reaction of, or for the reaction of her former, quote, tribe, to the release of footage from the January 6, 2021 incident at the Capitol, author Naomi Wolf released a post via her Substack newsletter Thursday titled, Dear Conservatives, I Apologize. Quote, I'm sorry the nation was damaged by so much untruth issued by those with whom I identified at the time. She's talking about the January 6th committee. She went on to note certain inconsistencies between aspects of the footage and the mainstream media narrative about the events of January 6th. She analogized Fox News host Tucker Carlson's decision to air the footage to Daniel Ellsberg's 1971 leak of documents pertaining to the Vietnam War, commonly known as the Pentagon Papers. Now, of course, one of the big differences is those were classified, whereas the footage that Tucker Carlson aired is not. 
She wrote, I do not see how Mr. Carlson's airing of video material of national significance that the current government would prefer to keep hidden or Fox News's support for its disclosure to the public is any different from the famous case of disclosure of inside information of public importance. You don't have to agree with Mr. Carlson's interpretation of the video to to conclude that the Democrats in leadership for their own part have cherry picked, hyped, spun, and in some way appears to have lied about aspects of January 6th, turning a tragedy for the nation into a political talking point aimed at discrediting half of our electorate. She added, I'm sorry my former tribe is angry at a journalist for engaging in journalism. Well, she's going to have a target on her back. (laughs) The only thing worse for the left than somebody who is conservative exposing the truth is when somebody on their side does it. That's the person that they reserve their most anger, fury, that that's that's the sort of person that they retain that for that 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 traitor who is supposed to be one of them but upon recognizing that there were lies coming from as she referred to it her tribe calling them out for and apologizing Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. Um, you're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Garage experts for all of your incredible garage makeover needs. It no longer has to be just this other room in the house. You know, there are people that have legitimately asked when it comes to square footage, and they're like, does the, does the garage count in the square footage? And the reason sometimes people wonder that is because they don't consider it really part of the house. Uh, it's a dusty place. You keep classified documents in your car and, and you know, whatever else overflow. It's uh, the attic without having to go up into the attic space. But with Garage Experts, the customized um, uh, cabinetry that they do based on your usage and the storage. The epoxy flooring with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different colors to choose from. The process of prepping for the application of that transforms your garage into a place that you're going to be proud of. Garage experts, they did it for me. They can do it for you under Nick's endorsements, KSGF.com. And it doesn't even have to be a residential garage. If you have a floor, maybe you're a veterinarian, restaurant, nursing home, whatever it may be. Have Shelly come out and talk with you about what it is they can do for you. That's Garage Experts under Nick's endorsements, ksgf.com. Uh, I don't I, – did you watch the Oscars? Did you, I didn't uh-uh. really – I didn't watch them either. There is there, – there are two things that I have learned to anticipate the day after the – an award ceremony like the Oscars. One – Uh, That there's going to be some left-wing speech that's given at some point by somebody. And I think drag shows and whatnot were brought up, uh, which is of no surprise. But the other non-political, consistent thing that occurs after the Oscars, people ticked off at those in the industry that died but did not get recognized as having died. You know, they have the the in 
you know, the, 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 little, the memorial uh, uh, slideshow usually. It'll have their, their picture and their birth date and their death date, and then everybody applauses. They always leave people out of these things. So evidently this year, Anne Hayes was left out. She died in that car accident. Tom Sizemore, he died. I believe it was a brain tumor. Paul Servino, I think he just was older. And more, according to Breitbart, missing from the segment, um, Charles B. Dean, Leslie Jordan, to name a few. And this is the thing that I can't figure out, is how do they always miss people? How do they miss some of these people? I, I, I suppose it is my lack of understanding how they gather the names in the first place do they just sit around and they're like oh yes we've got to do this uh you're in charge of it and then they just google celebrities who died this year do they uh, do they sit around like oh yeah what about this person i mean some of these aren't uh unknown individuals i mean tom sizemore certainly well known, and he just died in the last few weeks and heish uh, a well-known actress and, and died in a bizarre um, instance in, in which she ran her car into somebody's home. Um, so, you know, you have a number of these individuals that are not the sort of actor or actress. You go, oh, yeah, I forgot about that person. Boy, they hadn't done anything in 40 years. I didn't even know that they were still alive. And it's just amazing to me, given that every year they seem to miss people and every year, people get ticked off, and it makes the Academy look like a, you know, either cold-hearted, like they don't really care, or they don't have their act together because they're constantly leaving these people. That at some point, they don't say, all right, whoever's in charge of this, we need to fire you and get somebody new or something. It's just a remarkable thing to me that every year they leave people out of it. And this evidently year is no exception. Uh, finally, Mexico's president is calling for all Hispanics to not vote for Republicans. Mexican President Andre Manuel Lopez Orbidar said if they don't change their attitude, talking about Republicans, and think that they are going to use Mexico for their purposes with propaganda, elections, politicking, we are going to call for people to not vote for that party for being interventionist, inhumane, hypocrite, and corrupt. So the president of Mexico encouraging all Mexicans who have made it into the United States to vote Democrat, I'm sure, because they feel that that is the best Way to put America first. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. Glenn Beck's next. Talk to you tomorrow.